everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome again, everybody, to the program, Poker Action Line, as we do the show from uh, South Florida, another edition, and uh, a lot of action right around the corner here from South Florida, Joe, over at Seminole Hard Rock. It all kicks off tomorrow as we tape the show here on March 15th. Tomorrow, the 16th, will be the start of a long series uh, over at Seminole Hard Rock, the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown, which uh, is now in its seventh year, and uh, looking forward to uh, seeing all the action over there. Of course, uh, they have the big uh, main event, which is later in the month, uh, starts March 31st, and we'll run down a little bit of the schedule in a little bit. But uh, immediately following the main event, they will have uh, the Tournament of Champions, which they had last year, which was uh, taped for television. Uh, the showdown is not, although it is live streamed, uh, the, main, the final table. And uh, they will uh, get underway in April for the uh, Tournament of Champions, which closes out this season of the World Poker Tour. Okay. Now, this tournament, this is not the one where they have the four different championships, or is no, it? No, that's later, and that's, that's in the uh, the uh, poker open okay. later in the year. All right. So uh, I got them confused. They do have a finale also, though, and there will be a high roller. There's plenty of events, but uh, they don't. Uh, they didn't work this out, so there would be all four on the same day. So that that's later in the year, in, in August. But uh, this has always been a great tournament. I can remember the very first year when they did it inside Hard Rock Live. Uh, and had all the tables in there uh, in, like, the arena where they show their concerts. So just a tremendous amount of tables and all spread out. And they've kind of changed things, uh, moved to the ballroom for the early events. And then they, they do uh, the final of the uh, of the one event at Hard Rock Live and, and shoot it for TV. But, of course, it's all curtained off into a smaller area and uh, gives you that look that you see on the TV shows. <laughs> yeah, they they learned a little bit from that from that first year. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. They, they've only made the product much better, that's all. But yeah, and I can remember back to the first year, we reminisced a little bit last week about uh, the early days of the show, and that was one of the first major poker tournaments that I covered. Uh, Abby Daniels was at that final table, Justin Zaki, uh, Taylor Von Kriegenberg was the winner of that tournament the first year. And I can remember how uh, interesting and exciting it was to watch the t- TV shoot and and uh, got to know Abby, of course, right after that and uh, became good friends with her. Uh, and then just see all the superstars of poker, not just the Florida guys like Jason Mercier and uh, guys like that, but everybody come in from all over the country and, and as they do every year. Uh, and we'll be back this year once again. Yeah, well, the Hard Rock has been doing that since the very beginning, bringing in the top poker names, like you said, not just the people that we've known and grown up with down here. As right. they've risen through the ranks, but you know all the all the all the poker stars, and, and it is it has been exciting to watch these guys and and see those names going on, you know, and conti- with continued success in the poker. And world. they really do have a great reputation for running an outstanding event. Uh, people actually have a tremendous time coming down here uh, and want to come back every year. Now, of course. Uh, they are finishing up the California swing, so that's been a pretty much of a grind for the last month out there. But people jump right on a plane and, and come to Florida right after that. Of course, 
there's really no reason to go back to uh, Boston or New York or anything and when it's, where the weather is horrible. Especially at this time right now. Absolutely, Chicago and all that. But uh, anyway, uh, looking forward to that. That gets underway tomorrow. We'll run down that schedule in a little bit. Uh, I want to take a look first. Oh, also, I'd like to uh, get into the American Poker Awards. We kind of pushed that off the last couple of weeks, had some other things planned, and I, I want to run that down. Uh, as I mentioned to you before the show, last year when they had the American Poker Awards, it was tied in with the GPL Draft, the Global Poker League, which had its first season. And there were ups and downs, probably more downs than ups. But uh, I, I just kind of wondered uh, what they were going to do to come back this year. And there hasn't been one mention of the draft or the schedule or anything, which, uh, as you said, uh, makes it pretty clear that there may not be a season. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, unless... I don't want to assume really, that, of course. No, we don't want to assume that. I mean, there, at least I don't think it'll be starting at the same time it did last right. year, obviously. And it's fine, Dave. If they want to take a year off to fine-tune this thing and, and get it to work where people, you know, they get the viewership that they really want and the right. sponsorship deals that they really want, I mean, I think it's a wonderful idea, but again, you know... My per- personal preference is I want to see the top players from each team playing playing each other every week. Yeah. And, you know, besides watching how they work, that, you know, for the casual poker player or, or even the advanced poker player, you start getting a little bit of an insight as to how the top minds work and everything. Right. And And you have to do this in real time. I mean, I know this was Internet. You can watch it on Internet. You gotta. You have to have some sort of webcam or something where you can make sure you're watching the player that you say you're watching. But uh, the concept was there. It's just they, in my opinion, they did a couple of things that I personally didn't find interesting at all. And well, I ag- guess I wasn't ag- the only again, one. Again, they they want to turn it into a sport, and you think about having weekly matches and that sort of thing. Now all of a sudden you run into conflicts with other tournaments that players want to go to. Of course, uh, the World Series of Poker is going on all summer, and that's going to take. Uh, the major focus of the players. Uh, so it's very hard to uh, go ahead and, and get everybody together for live games. So they went the route of uh, playing these games online, most of them, until the uh, the week or two in the summer when they had the cube matches. So, uh, you know, I don't know if there's really an easy answer to, to make this thing really work because it's not going to take precedent over the World Series of Poker. It won't take precedent, but it doesn't have to compete against that. It really doesn't have to compete against that. You want to make this into a sport. I mean, you know, what's the cornerstone of most sports, you know, for fans? There's one superstar that, you know, or somebody on the team, whether it is a superstar or not, somebody that, you know, the fans of that team, you know, associate with and that they root very hard for and other teams root very hard against. You know, the draft kind of set up for some of that. I don't know. maybe, Maybe it's... Offer the players to see if they'll they'll commit to it for two or three years to see if they can get this off the off the ground. Uh, offer them a, an ownership deal, you know, as part of what I, I don't know how what we we were never privy to any of financial uh, uh, situations or agreements that the, the players had with the league. But you know, they have like you said, they have to commit and their tournament schedule and everything else. The only way you're going to do that is if these players you can't offer them that kind of money. So the only way is if this becomes a huge success, well, maybe there's got to be enough money to go around for everybody. Maybe the thought, and I haven't really heard anything about this, so I'm just uh, kind of kicking it around in my own head, but uh, is to maybe move the season instead of having all this action when people are in Vegas this summer, to maybe set it up uh, for the fall after July 
and uh, maybe try to put together a two- or three-month season when some of the action is, is not as big. Of course, there's other big tournaments like the Hard Rock Poker Open and, and a lot of other things like that. But uh, in, that, in that time frame between the um, mid-July when they end up uh, getting to the final table and then the November 9, you know, you got a good two or three months that maybe they could try to get a lot of players to commit uh, for a certain amount of time there. So we'll see what happens. I, I just wanted to bring it up because it was such a big part of the American Poker Awards last year. And I remember talking with Tony Burns and, and Bill Mason uh, about their trip out there and how it was tied in with the draft. And, and uh was really excited about it, of course, at that time. But, uh, you know, this year there's been no mention at all of, of when or if or where they'll host a, a Global Poker League season this year. You know, and again, if it was a one and done for them, uh, as, as I'm hoping it isn't, uh, you know, I thought it was, and you and I both agreed that we thought it was a great idea. Yeah. And I kind of really enjoyed the draft, kind of really brought me, you know, got me all juiced up. And then, remember, they kind of like took they went a good six, month, six yeah, weeks. Yeah, about six weeks and without nothing, even mentioning you, you anything. Didn't build up, you didn't build yeah. up off of that momentum yeah, that they, you had they there. Yeah, didn't capitalize on the momentum that they had. I forgot from the draft, but of course. Uh, you know, yeah. and you spoke about uh, getting some of the gears and some of the shirts from, my, was it the German Which I haven't team? Done. The German team? The Berlin Bears. The Berlin Bears, that was it. Okay, so there you go. I mean, you know, and I'm sure... And other podcasts and other radio shows on poker, I'm sure they, they, they got their fair share of airtime, you know, trying to promote this league and, and everything else. So, listen, um, you know, they talked about fixing what little, you know, uh, tweaking it and, and getting it better. I certainly hope that they get a second season and, and, you know, do a much better job of enticing poker players to watch this. I mean, right. you know, uh, like I've mentioned, I know that everybody drafted on that is, is an outstanding poker player, whether I know them, you know, if I met them on the street or not, and, right. and the casual poker player, but, you know, the, the, the casual fan wants to see the names, right. wants to see the names that we hear every week in and week out on all these, you know, television poker shows that you hear during the World Series of Poker. That's what you're going to do to entice people, and then hopefully they'll they'll bring in secondary poker players that that are great players, but aren't quite the names yet that some of their counterparts are. Lots of stuff to get to. Uh, of course, this weekend is uh, the other grudge match: uh, Kate Hall against uh, Mike Dentali, and we'll get to that in the second segment. That's coming up uh, this weekend on Sunday, uh, tied in with uh, uh, a Poker Night in America series up at the uh, Sugar House Casino in Philadelphia. So I'll get to that in just a little bit. If you've been, if you've been wondering about that of course we've talked a lot about Stacy's match against William Kasouf and uh, have really uh, you know covered that completely but uh, I think there's actually more interest in this one because of the nasty Twitter battle and uh, we'll get to that in just a minute I do want to also uh, mention uh, later on uh, the the, uh, schedule for WSOP Europe was released that's going to be in October so we'll get to that later on as well but let's start out with uh, what's going on out in California last week uh, was the conclusion of the uh, LA Poker Classic at the Commerce Casino in Los Angeles Daniel Strelitz taking the win there they moved on and last week when we were on the air they were playing at Bay 101 which uh, concluded over uh, about a week ago I guess uh, what's today today's the 15th so it finished up uh, this past weekend uh, 806 entries in uh, Bay 101, which is uh, outside of San Francisco and San Jose area. And uh, the winner was uh, 
a guy who plays a lot down here uh, in South Florida, and that's Sam Panzeca. Uh, Sam is originally, I guess, from Michigan uh, and is uh, has won one other uh, uh, ring. Well, not a ring. Put his name on the, on the Champions Cup for the WPT uh, before. But uh, he got the first. He got his first win in Jacksonville a few years, a couple years ago. Uh, but this one was uh, worth a lot more. Uh, 1.373 million was uh, the first prize for for Sam Panzeca as he takes the win up there in the Shooting Star. Of course, everybody loves that event because of the bounties and the T-shirts they give away when uh, the big name <laughs> players get knocked and out and get it signed. And of course, uh, it's just a tremendous field. But Panzeca gets the win up there, uh, defeating Anthony Spinella head to head. For the title, Chino Ream got third, uh, winning 521k. Paul Volpe took fourth place. Dennis uh, Steve Vermer uh, finished in fifth, and Rainer Kempe, who uh, won the big uh, super high roller at the Aria last summer, uh, he got sixth place with uh, 188,000. Uh, and rounding out that final table of nine, Sergio Edo. Igor Yaroshevsky and Steven Grainer. So, uh, congratulations to Sam Panzeca on that one. Uh, Chino Reem also played very well in that one. was a uh, was in it right till the very end. So, uh, congratulations to him as well. Uh, but immediately after that ended, they headed up the coast to uh, Sacramento area and uh, Rolling Thunder. Uh, and that main event is uh, going on right now. They started the final table a little earlier today, uh, noon Western time, uh, Pacific time, but uh, here that would be 3. So uh, as we do the show here around 6 o'clock, uh, there are several hands in. The last I looked, there was five players left. Uh, Connor Drynan had been knocked out earlier in uh, the afternoon, and five players left. Uh, Steve Tab is the chip leader. And we'll run that down that for you, but we'll keep an eye on it during the show and as uh, pass along as some people move on. But Stephen Tab uh, has 3.34 million chips. Sorel Mizzy uh, currently in second place, 3 million uh, Mike Delvecchio, who is a chip leader heading into today, has dropped down a little bit. He started with about 4.2 million. He's down to 2.67. John Hadley in fourth place, 2.6. So the top four are all very close, really anybody's match. And uh, the short stack right now is Olivier Bousquet, who uh, does a lot of uh, uh, commentary on poker. He has just 930,000 chips. So we'll keep an eye on that one as they close out uh, that tournament as well. Uh, the total in that one, I have to look that up. Let's see, it was uh, 421 for Sacramento. So uh, that rounds out the California Swing. And uh, Kempe actually has already won... Um, California Swing Honors uh, for his performances in the first two tournaments uh, combined with this one. So uh, he will be uh, getting some sort of uh, prize money for that as well. And uh, we'll keep you up to date as we move along here. Uh, the other thing uh, is the uh, Seminole Hard Rock that I want to talk about. So uh, let's get to that and uh, give you a little bit of information about what's going on there. Um, have you gone over there to see any of the major action? And I don't think over the years you have, you have really have, gone no. to see it. I've I've been you, there. You should when come with run, me one of these I, days. They, well, listen, with my schedule, we got yeah, we got to figure that out because I'm I, I'm tied up from day to night on Sundays, Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays now, and uh, you know it's just so difficult to get away. Well, it gets underway tomorrow with a uh, three hundred sixty dollar buy-in event, a deep stack. 
uh, with re-entries, half a million dollar guarantee to kick things off. There will be uh, six opening sessions, two on Thursday tomorrow, uh, two more on Friday, uh, both of those uh, 11 a.m. and 6 p.m., and then Saturday, two more to close things out. Uh, they'll come back for day two on Sunday, this Sunday the 19th, uh, 1 p.m. start, and then uh, We'll try to finish that day. We'll see what happens. But, uh, of course, the whole series moves on. There's an Omaha 8 or better for $300 buy-in. Uh, there's a 150 that uh, should bring a lot of players in with a lot of buy-ins. And uh, that has six opening events as well. Later in the month, there'll be one uh, 570 uh, that has uh, quite a few days of entries. And then eventually we'll work our way toward the uh, the major tournaments uh, after when we get toward the uh, April uh, set up. Uh, in between, there'll be uh, the Jason Taylor WPT Foundation charity event, which is always a good one, draws a lot of players, a lot of interesting celebrities, uh, 7 p.m. on Wednesday, March 29th. And then uh, the main event, the showdown, kicks off. Uh, it's all uh, all in one day. Uh, not the whole tournament, obviously, but the, only the opening sessions. One day, you can rebuy as much as you want, $3,500 buy-in. And that is on Friday, March 31st. They'll come back the next day on the 1st for day two. And then we'll play until Wednesday where the final table will be streamed live on Wednesday, April 5th. Uh, Also, they'll have uh, the uh, Seminole Hard Rock finale, which is a $10,000 buy-in. And that starts on Sunday, April 2nd. So there is a lot of overlapping tournaments here. Uh, Day four uh, will be on Thursday, the 6th. So uh, they'll play that final table there. And then uh, after they finish everything, there's a couple high rollers interspersed in there, and uh, they will have the uh, Tournament of Champions, which uh, is really kind of an invitation only. You have to have won a major uh, WPT event, either have your name on the Champions Trophy or won one of their tournaments this year. And that starts on Friday, March, or I'm sorry, April 7th. It's a $15,000 buy-in. And they will uh, finish that up with the final table, live-streamed, also filmed for the WPT program, which will be shown later in the year, and that will be in Hard Rock Live. So a whole schedule of things that uh, it's fun when it's in your in your hometown here where you can just pop over anytime you like, uh, set up interviews with players, try to catch guys on break or uh, when they're watching that's, other tournaments. That's when you get all in. those great uh, interview tape, taped interviews. Yeah, I do, do. A lot of, do a lot of the taped interviews, and, of course, uh, you know, set up uh, future uh, engagements for later in the year. So it's really a big uh, tournament for the show and has been now for the seventh year. Yeah, I'm t- they've, they've just been putting it on. It's just been getting bigger and bigger. I mean, remember all the different money guarantees that they've given. This is outside of the WPT and everything else when they try to do this on their own. Wasn't that right. $10 million uh, yeah, which, is, which has really been a great success as well. You know, and, you know, and we got to give them a lot of credit because... Some of those, some of those uh, guarantees, you know, trying to be the leader down here, and, and they obviously are. They failed some of those, but they didn't deter them from continuing to give these big guarantees going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's take our first break on the program. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the American Poker Awards, which uh, now was uh, a few weeks ago. I mean, uh, it's still uh, 
two and a half weeks or so, uh, but still fresh in our minds. And, and I want to run down some of the winners and losers in that one. Uh, really, there are no losers, are there? Are there <laughs> no. Losers? If you get nominated, yeah. you, you know, just what do honor, they always say? It's an honor to be it's nominated. It's an honor to be nominated. That's it. And I'm sure people want to win uh, maybe very badly in some cases, but, uh, you know, it's a, it was a great celebration. And really, it's the Oscars of uh, poker anyway, so... Uh, kind of is a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, we'll take a break here on the program, and uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll look ahead later on at the grudge match with Kate Hall against Mike Dentali and talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, quite a bit of interest in this one, and I uh, want to talk about you, that with Joe. Yeah. And uh, some interesting people are making comments on Twitter. Yeah, right. absolutely, and then there's a few other little uh, notes here and there. We'll, we'll get to the uh, WSOP European schedule and uh, we'll talk about all that stuff when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Stick around, and uh, we'll have some fun tonight. Uh, you can always pick up the show on uh, Stitcher Radio uh, at uh, PokerActionLine.com, and uh, you can get it regularly on there. You can go to iTunes. You can go to the Poker Fuse podcast page. You can go to Hold'em Radio Hold'em Network, Radio. Uh, Hold'emRadio.com. Uh, usually on the uh, weekend nights is a good place to uh, pick that up. And our new place where you can get the show is on SoundCloud, which is... Uh, uh, a great app. I, I, can, I highly recommend downloading that and picking up your uh, you, a lot of things on there. I guess can you watch movies on there as well? No, I guess not. Just mostly yeah. that. That would be uh, that would be Video Cloud or uh, iCloud. <laughs> but SoundCloud is uh, lots of music and uh, and great concerts and and different things to pick up there. Anyway, uh, we are on there now and it really has a great is a great app and you can pick it up very easily and. Uh, Actually, it's uh, tied in with Twitter, where you can tweet out to to, uh, to friends as well, if you if you so desire. Anyway, let's take a break here on the show. We'll be back. We'll talk a little bit more about some of these things when we return here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Today's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, Sassy! You will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? Over 5 million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? Help us, Sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt... Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, talking a little poker, just uh, to update you a little bit on Rolling Thunder. 
Uh, Mike Del Vecchio, I mentioned that he had dropped down a little bit, but he uh, picked up a pot for more than $2 million. Uh, to rate, retake the chip lead, the following hand he wins another pot for uh, almost 1.9 million. Wow. So now he has uh, a pretty sizable lead, 4.4 million chips. Uh, Sorel Mizzy in second with 3 million. Uh, Steve Tab has dropped down to third, 2.575, and John Hadley is fourth, 1.9. Uh, Bousquet, Olivier Bousquet, still around 650,000. Oh, still in the hands. All right. So they played about 70 hands today, and only one player has been knocked out. So uh, they could be going late into the Woo. night. Anyway, uh, just quickly to uh, look at the one hand that he just won, kind of interesting. Uh, the flop was uh, Del Vecchio raised uh, under the gun. Had John Hadley called from the small blind. Flop was king of hearts, six of clubs, five of hearts. Hadley checked. Del Vecchio bet 115000 Hadley called. The turn was another five. And uh, both players checked. The river card was a four. Hadley uh, bet 190000 Del Vecchio raised to seven hundred k, And uh, Hadley folded. So... Uh, I guess it's... Uh, well, we don't know what he has. Well, we did. We do. He showed he had, his hand? Uh, he did show his hand. He had uh, eight, seven of clubs. So he, so he hit he the straight. hit the straight on the river. But, uh, again, he has uh, taken that chip lead. Five left out of 421 original players. They're in blinds, 20 and 40,000, and a 5,000 ante. So uh, I think they got a long way to go. <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about the American Poker Awards. Uh, this was uh, February 27th out in uh, Beverly Hills. And uh, our good friends uh, Bill Mason and uh, Tony Burns uh, attended out there, trying to bring home some hardware again for the Seminole Hard Rock. They were up for two war awards. Tony was up for Industry Person of the Year. And the Hard Rock was up for uh, Event of the Year with the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. Uh, neither of them won. Uh, but I want to run down the list. Uh, there was a lot of individual awards where, you know, anybody could have won. There wasn't really any nominees. But GPI Player of the Year went to David Peters, and Female Player of the Year went to Kate Hall. She actually got up there, and we'll talk about Kate Hall in a little bit, but she actually got up to the podium and said she didn't understand why they needed to have separate awards for male and female. Uh, so kind of uh, upset a lot of people. So does she get upset the best male actor <laughs> and best female act, uh, you know. I guess. I don't know. but uh, I, it, And that's nothing new. I mean, that was kind of the tack that uh, uh, Annie Duke always took, that there shouldn't even be women's tournaments. But, uh, you know, really kind of there's a big split there among women, whether that's the case or not. I think most women enjoy their women's tournaments and uh, – you know, uh, certainly have a right to be upset when the men try to crash them. Well, but I don't know, Dave. How do you feel about it at our age? I, I don't think there's anything discriminatory against it. And it's not We have two genders. Why not recognize the best in, in, in each yeah, one? Yeah. And I, I think that it's, you know, <laughs> listen, the father of three daughters, I, I don't see it being a sexist thing. I, I think any award, any any recognition is a very good thing. And as we well know, you know, that's the last frontier, really, is to get more women involved in poker right now. And I'd like to, I'd like to look at it as a positive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there were several, like, achievement-type awards. A jury prize going to uh, Matt Savage. Maury Escondani uh, got the Lifetime Achievement Award. Pocket Five's Legacy Award went to uh, Cliff Josephy. Uh, and the Hendon Mob Award went to John Holly. 
Charitable Initiative of the Year went to Dan Smith. Uh, then some of the award ones that had uh, nominees, four nominees each. Uh, we'll take a look at those. Uh, Tournament Performance of the Year went to Ari Engel, who won the Aussie Millions. Uh, Ari uh, had a chance to talk to him a little bit for over at uh, the Palm Beach Kennel Club a couple of weeks ago. A nice kid and uh, said he would come on the show when he was able to fit it in. Uh, he defeated Kristen Bicknell, Maurice Hawkins, and Mike Sexton for that award. The moment of the year uh, went to Jason Mercier for his heater uh, at the WSOP, went capturing two bracelets and, uh, and in second, second place <laughs> to uh, pull down player of the year. Uh, that defeated Griffin Benger's uh, aces against kings against William Kasuf and knocked him out of the world's uh, series of poker main event. Uh, David Peters uh, was also nominated for needing a third place at EPT Prague to win the GPI Player of the Year and did exactly that, taking the title from Fedor Holtz. And Mike Sexton's win in Montreal at the WPT, its first WPT title. Uh, Breakout Performance of the Year, uh, nominees uh, that uh, did not win, Ari Engel, Ann Cushman-Davia, Sam Soverell. The winner was Maurice Hawkins from uh, South Florida. Uh, he, of course, won back-to-back weeks on the circuit and then won a tournament later in the year. Uh, event of the year, uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open was nominated, as was the WSOP main event, WPT5 Diamond World Poker Classic. But the winner was the Super High Roller Bowl at the Aria. I got a chance to see a little bit of that last summer uh, one of the, uh, among the earlier rounds. Uh, the mid-major circuit of the year uh, went to uh, the World Series of Poker Circuit. And uh, they defeated the Heartland Poker Tour, the Mid-States Poker Tour, and WPT Deep Stacks. Industry Person of the Year, uh, Tony Burns, in his, uh, after his first year at the Seminole Hard Rock, gets nominated for a national award. Uh, he did not win, though, nor did Jack Effel or Matt Savage. The win went to Sean McCormick, the uh, Director of Poker Operations at the ARIA. Media Person of the Year. Uh, Lance Bradley, Sarah Herring, and David Tuckman all nominated, but the winner was Joe Stapleton, who uh, is a funny guy, does some stand-up comedy uh, on his own, and also uh, commentates on most of the major uh, tournaments within the poker feeds throughout the year. Uh, media content of the year, uh, Life's a Gamble, Mike Sexton's book was nominated, as was an article by Matthew Showell of Poker Listings, Stu Unger's Last Chance Gone Wrong, the, uh, not an article, but a documentary. Uh, Jason Somerville and his Twitch coverage on the Aussie Millions also nominated. But the winner was that great story by Lance Bradley of Pocket Fives, Bob Charlie in a life-changing WSOP main event journey, which was uh, outstanding, and I uh, highly recommend people reading that and checking it out. You can uh, search that on Twitter, probably just by, by uh, uh, not on Twitter, on, uh, uh, what am I looking for there? I guess uh, Facebook? No. <laughs> uh, no, Google, just to Google it, I guess, is, is the easiest way to find it. I'm such a, uh expert at all these uh, new new, poker, new uh, technological uh, innovations. Anyway, uh, that's a great story, by the way. The Twitch Poker Streamer of the Year, Kevin Martin, Jaime Staples, Parker Talbot, all nominated, but Jason Somerville, who does a great job, got the, got the uh, victory there. And the Poker Podcast of the Year went to a Joey Ingram's show, Poker Life Podcast, uh, who outdistanced Full Contact Poker with Daniel Negreanu, Poker News Podcast, and the 2 Plus 2. So uh, those were the awards there. Uh, 
I don't know. It's it's kind of the Oscars and a very big thing if you work in the industry. Uh, I think all the years that you were running a poker room, they never had anything like that. No, they didn't. <laughs> and remember, not even, for the not even locally, did they? For for the majority of the time I ran a poker room, it was a quarter fifty cent betting uh, thing. Right. I don't think they most people in the country would consider that a poker room. Uh, you know, it was such a joke back then. But um, yeah, they didn't have those awards. Poker wasn't what you know what we know as, yeah, as it true. is today. Yeah, obviously, the transformation started in two thousand and three with MoneyMaker. And, you know, uh, it has grown to what we see today, which are incredible numbers. Black Friday couldn't put a dent in it. You know, it hurt us online, but the live just keeps going. The main event hasn't suffered as people thought it would. So, you know, we're here and, uh, you know, poker's intending on staying for for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um a couple other things I want to bring up. Uh, there's uh, some interesting poker legislation uh, for online poker in both Michigan and Pennsylvania. I think we're still a long way from California uh, getting anywhere with it. Of course, that's the one we really want to see, and of course Florida, but uh, neither of those has re- made much uh, uh, headway on that. I do want to uh, mention, though, that while there seems to be some... Uh, some real traction in in Pennsylvania. There's also the opposite side, and it came out uh, in the last couple of days that uh, while they are uh, deciding how they want to try to fulfill their budget, because they 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 came up with a state budget and put 250 million dollars that they would be making from online poker, <laughs> and don't even have it yet. So um, they need to find some way to come on uh, and bring that in. But uh, meanwhile, a representative up there in Pennsylvania has filed a bill in the House up there uh, making, making it a crime to play online poker. So there's, there's definitely yes, some opposition. Complete idiots always out there. What are you going to do? Uh, of course, uh, most of the, online casino, most of the uh, brick-and-mortar casinos in Pennsylvania want online poker and want to run it. Uh, the, really, the only opposition, there was actually two places that were opposed. One was the Sands, uh, Sheldon Adelson, of course, that we, uh, we knew would be against it. But he is selling that casino to MGM, and uh, they are in the midst of the sale right there. So that takes away that opposition, leaving only Parks as the Parks opponent. Parks is against Parks it. Parks is against it, and... Uh, you know, certainly understandable that they make the most money in the state up there, and uh, they're worried about uh, online gaming cannibalizing their live product. I don't see that as, I don't see that going to that to that extreme where it's that big, and if they have the best room, you know, again, they're going to be fighting for those dollars anyway. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know. We have to read up on that, Dave, and yeah. see how what the deals are with the online sites once they hook up with one of the casinos, how much they're getting for it, and so on and so forth. It's not really a, a bill that would uh, criminalize it for the individual. It's not going to be a crime to simply play online poker, but uh, if you offer it, uh, the people that run those sites uh, would be uh, subject to uh, uh, crimes and, and jail time, fines, whatever, for violating the law. So... Uh, we do know that Pennsylvania has a live poker market that they've established worth about $60 million a year. So uh, they are certainly, uh, you know, have come a long way in the last few years. 
Yeah, we were hoping, and then hopefully getting them, New Jersey, maybe New York, Delaware, to, you know, uh, what's that word that I'm looking for? To co- the commingle? No, it's not commingle. It's the uh, liquidity is. Yeah, well, they're looking for liquidity, but the commingling is. It is the commingling of of the players from 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 each of those states. And right. That would probably go a long way to other states getting it passed if right. if that can ever happen. Right. Uh, some other news and notes. Uh, David Letterman in the news uh, for uh, the National Choir uh, story that he's obsessed with poker now after his retirement and that uh, they feel like he's going to be uh, delving into on- high-stakes online, or not online, but high-stakes poker uh, and uh, may pour through his $400 million uh Stash. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think we could too much. Uh, there isn't too much uh, credence we can put in that unless something comes out. But uh, it does. Uh, it does mention other people that uh, kind of uh, uh, fell by the wayside. One of them was David Milch, who was the created the show NYPD Blue and also uh, the recent horse racing series Luck. Uh, he was uh, responsible for Deadwood. And uh, he gambled away about $25 million between 2000 and 2011. And, uh, you know, it's uh, some people have linked Letterman to that. I don't know if there's any credence at all to this story, but uh, there's a lot of discussion well, now. At Letterman's articles. age, even if he was to lose $25 million over an 11-year period, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's going he's gonna to leave his, uh, his, his son Harry there uh, uh, a lot of money still. Yeah, absolutely. But... Uh, it would be interesting to see him show up at the World Series of Poker and play. Well, listen, you know, we always see uh, Brad, um, um, Brad Garrett, Brad, Brad Garrett, Ray Romano, Kevin Pollock. Uh, what's that beautiful girl's name that was uh, does uh, the Shannon uh, Elizabeth? Well, Shannon Elizabeth, but uh, the one that was on that '70s show and does the oh, uh, the yeah, black, yeah. Um, Oh my God! How come? Uh, Laura Prepon. Laura Prepon. That's it. Yes, very beautiful. Although I haven't girl. seen her around lately. Well, she's been do- well. I don't know if she's been playing any poker. You know, obviously we have Paul Lack's uh, girlfriend, uh, Phil Lack, uh, uh, Jennifer Tilly, Jennifer Tilly, and um, yeah, I'm sorry, I called him Paul. I meant to say Phil Lack. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, you know, we do have a lot of, uh, and there are some some athletes that love to play poker also. Right. So, you know. <laughs> Probably see a few celebrities over here at the uh, Jason Taylor tournament at the Hard Rock. Uh, last year, I talked to uh, uh, Mackay Pfeiffer. Uh, I interviewed him for the show. Uh, he, of course, was on uh, uh, ER, and uh, I think he was on The Wire also. He did a few other programs. But uh, there is a lot of people that uh, play in those games. Anyway, speaking of celebrities, a uh, big movie coming out that we've been talking about off and on, Aaron Sorkin, who did... Uh, the West Wing and, and uh, Newsroom and several other shows. Uh, he has a movie coming out called Molly's Game based on uh, the book uh, by Molly Bloom, who uh, ran some uh, high-stakes uh, games in uh, Hollywood for a lot of celebrities and businessmen. Uh, they have their cast, and, and uh, they have uh, already done all the shooting. They are entering post-production now. Uh, They started filming late last year, and I'm not sure exactly when that's coming out, but I would say if they're in editing now, you probably figure it about seven or eight months from now. We'll see that movie. It'll be starring uh, Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, Michael Cera, uh, who was in uh, Juno, and uh, Kevin Costner is also in the film. Uh, 
he kind of joined the cast late, but uh, he is uh, part of that. Uh, some of the celebrities that played in Bloom's game in, in either L.A. or New York included uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, Tobey Maguire, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, none of those guys are in the film, but uh, should be an interesting uh, story, although the book, I think, was a little bit of a disappointment. But uh, we'll see what happens. It's always fun to get another movie out there with poker. <laughs> Finally, the last uh, thing I wanted to mention was uh, something that's uh, certainly, I think, very important for the poker industry, that this summer at the WSOP, Poker News will return as the official live reporting arm of the WSOP. Mm. That changed two years ago uh, when WSOP decided to take it in-house and uh, it was a disappointment. Uh, you know, these guys were very talented. We've had a lot of them on the show that uh, do the write-ups for all the tournaments and uh, do a great job. WSOP hired some of them over, but uh, I think there was a lot of mistakes in the write-ups and the coverage, and uh, we'll see what happens now that uh, uh, Poker News will cover all 74 events of the World Series well, of Poker Let me tell you, sometimes these people do such a good job that it looks easy. It does look and easy sometimes. And then when you try to do it, you know, um, having worked I, with... Yeah, I've tried it. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, having worked with Mark Hoke, uh, you know, <laughs> his personality sometimes isn't easy with, with some of the people, but I got along great with him and, you know, didn't realize how much work went into making what he did, you know, come out nice and smooth. He, he made it look easy, but there was a lot of work and a lot of hours yeah. in it. Yeah, well, you got to walk around. you got to try to... Uh, you know, be discreet, but also try to figure out uh, some of the conversations, uh, make notes about what's being said and what's being played, uh, writing down all the cards and kind of trying to count some of the chip stacks, which is not so easy either. No, no. But let me tell you, he had, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to mention this, he had such an ingenious thing. He never asked anybody to count their chip stack. But he never got it wrong. Really? He would take a picture of it. Oh, okay. And then count the chips. Wow. In the picture. Yeah, so, yeah the stacks. Make, you know, you know which one it was. So, yeah, and just count the stacks, and that way we were able to get. He'd always say, "Let me just take a picture of your stack." That way, we didn't even have to bother with it. Now, obviously, well, a lot of players will when make you their go to the when you get to the final table, there is an official chip count taken always, always they know. Who's sitting, you know, the, first of all, you're going to be redrawing for seats, and everyone's stack is officially counted at that point. But throughout the tournament, when you're reporting, oh, so-and-so's got, you know, 214,600 chips, you know, it's because he's taken that picture, he's taken that picture, counted it up, and, and he's and he's giving you an accurate count. And yeah. I was very impressed with it. I never Something I never would have thought of doing. Well, a lot of players will be helpful by simply keeping stacks of 20s, of 20 chips. Most of them do, but every now and then they don't. But they don't have to. They don't have to. But, you know, like I said, he was good enough at picking that off. I'll tell you what, when I when I did whatever job it is that I did the, the few times that I had to do that, I kind of guesstimated, you know, I'd look yeah. at a stack and, and, you know, I may have been off by ten or 15,000, but... You know, it wasn't a major tournament, but you know, I I was pretty confident in reporting. Uh, you know, this guy's the chip leader with, you know, sixty four thousand in chips. He may have had sixty two. He may have had sixty six, but uh, you know, 
It is. That's one of the things that you mentioned, and like I said, uh, very impressed with how Mark did it. I'm, I don't, I'm not sure how anybody else does it, but let me tell you, getting the information, getting these people to take a picture, to, you know, it's so much more work than I really thought it would be. Right. Uh, Poker News served as the official live reporting team from 2007 to 2014. And uh, then the last two years, it was in-house from the uh, WSOP. Uh, Poker News uh, developed a, an app called MyStack that uh, players can report their own chip stacks. And, and you know, a lot of people have uh, either backers or family and friends that want to see exactly where they stand in the tournament. And a lot of them will use it, but not everyone does, again, you know, so it's not consistent. Uh, across all tables, so it's also kind of tough. Yeah, and it's you know based on the people being completely honest when they put their with that number up there too. Right, exactly. I, I don't see a reason for you to lie, but uh, again, you know, the, it's not being uh, you know checked to see if it's accurate. Well, they've worked on their app, as, which has been away from the World Series of Poker for the last couple of years, and uh, we'll see what some of the improvements improvements look like. So. Uh, uh, it's always, uh, you know, it's 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 tough that where the where the staff has to try to figure out how many players are still in. Uh, you know, you see the you see the the on the TVs uh, the counts of how many players started, how many are remaining. Uh, how accurate is that? Uh, you know, it it there's a lag time, Dave, and I can only imagine in, in events like at the WSOP because there's got to be somebody manning the uh, the computer. Okay, and as you're as you're bringing seat cards, they're removing players right. off of that. Right. But remember, you know, you got a ballroom. Those are huge ballrooms out there. So, you know, you got people coming from over there. Then they're trying to, you know, I, I I've been told there's a lineup as to how the tables are going to break once once it gets to that point. So I would imagine you've got at least a 15 minute to 20 minute lag time if not more to get you know numbers I, I i i'm not sure until you get down to you know maybe a couple of hundred that you're ever watching uh pretty close to actual time live right, time right. The, the numbers there so well good to have them back uh, a lot of great guys that work very hard out there and work long hours and don't get a lot of credit or probably even make a lot of money but uh some of the great guys like uh bj nemeth who we've had on the show uh uh, Ryan and uh, Mickey and uh, just a bunch of guys that are really good at what they do. They'll be back this summer, so it's great to see that. Great. I'm happy also. Okay, let's take our last break on the show. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about this grudge match, uh, which they're calling uh, Mike and Kate plus hate, which is uh, pretty good because that was the old show, John and Kate plus eight, uh, which was the uh, the um, sextuplets and the uh, twins uh, with uh, John and, and Kate. Uh, that was a TV show for many years. But this one's called Mike and Kate Plus Hate. Uh, started with a little bit of uh, of a Twitter rumble and uh, is now uh, coming to, uh, to a head this week in, in uh, the Sugar House Casino in Philadelphia. So we'll talk a little bit about that when we return, how you can watch it, how you can uh, bet on it, I think there's a way, too. So we'll talk about some of that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Don't forget, you can always uh, pick us up. On SoundCloud, that's one of the great places to pick up the show now. It's pretty new on SoundCloud, but uh, check it out. Download the app and listen to the show there or all the other ways where we tell you about every week. Uh, We'll be back. Finish up the program when we return. This is Poker Action Live. 
Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. I want to make something of myself. I want to succeed. The National Guard recruiter helped me get where I wanted to go. The Guard is providing me with paid training. In the National Guard, I get money for college plus a steady paycheck. In the Guard, I train near my home. I'm there for my family, my community, and my country. And I'm proud to be a member of the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the education and jobs skills you need in the National Guard. Welcome back for the final segment of tonight's <laughs> program. Big Dave and Joe. Uh, <laughs> what's so funny? I'm uh, just thinking about something okay. I said to Gio. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, Kate Hall and Mike Dentelli. I want to get to that in just a second. I did also want to mention the uh, World Series of Poker Europe schedule, which will be now. Uh, it's been released. By the way, it is at uh, uh, the King's Casino in Rosvedov. Uh, Stacy talked about what a beautiful place is there. it is there. And... Uh, it's really becoming one of the uh, poker's uh, premier tournament venues. 160 tables they have, and just a beautiful place in the middle of nowhere, really, outside of uh, Germany, uh, near, the, near the German-Czech Republic border. It's in the Czech Republic, Rosvedov. And they will be hosting the World Series of Poker Europe this year. It will feature 11 events, which I think the first couple of years they had like five or six. So they have 11 of this year. Uh, five of which will have a combined uh, 17 million in guarantees and 17 million euros. Uh, so that will be in October, October 19th through November 5th. The main event is uh, November 4th and 5th. Of course, right after that, they'll come back and play the November 9th. But there'll be a 10 million euro high roller, uh, 10 million um, euro guarantee. Uh, the cost to buy in 1,111. 
in the high roller for one drop. Uh, there's also a little one for one drop there. There's going to be PLO 8 or better. And there will be uh, a Monster Step, a Super Turbo, and a what they call a Colossus. Uh, I don't know if they it's anywhere close to the one in Vegas, but uh, that will take place in October. Uh, there will be no Europe, uh, WSOP Europe in 2018. Instead, they will play the WSOP Asia Pacific, and they will have uh, those tournaments every other year alternating. So um, Stacy talked about this guy, uh, Leon uh, Sukernik that uh, owns the casino, and I guess he actually won uh, a big super high roller in Prague in 2016, so he's a good player himself, but uh, she talked about uh, what a great job he did and how interesting uh, that casino was over there. Oh, look forward to seeing some of that action, hopefully. Anyway, that's later this year, uh, following uh, a lot of stuff between now and then, obviously. I uh, also wanted to mention the uh, WSOP circuit. They just finished up uh, at the Bicycle Casino in Los Angeles, was won by Dylan Wilkerson. Toby Lewis was second. Uh, Matt Stout was fifth in that tournament. And uh, Carlos Mortensen also made the final table. He finished eighth. Wow. So that was in L.A. Uh, you mean Hall of Famer, Carlos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's okay. give that man his props. Okay, let's get to Mike and Kate plus hate. It will be played this weekend on Sunday in uh, Philadelphia at the Sugar House. There's actually... Uh, uh, a shooting for uh, Poker Night in America. They will stream this live at 3.30 p.m. You could pick it up on the Poker Night in America website. Uh, it all started back uh, when uh, Kate, Kate is very liberal and uh, was a big Clinton supporter and uh, was ripping Donald Trump, Trump on a regular basis on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Dentali took offense to some of that, and uh, they started going at it. Then there was a, there was a hand in a tournament uh, toward the end of the year, uh, Kate took some heat because she uh, went in with a lot of a lot of stack, a uh, big, pretty big stack, and put uh, had Ace Ten uh, up against the uh, Jacks of Barry Hutter, and uh, she knew that there was going to be some heat on it, and actually mentioned that she made a bad play and she made a mistake, and and he was really nasty, uh, jumping back on her. So they went back and forth. Uh, on Twitter, and uh, she said, "Well, why don't we play heads up? If you're so great, you know, if you think you could beat me, let's let's play heads up." So uh, Matt Glantz got involved, our, our friend from um, who at one time was at Parks, Parks but now yep. he's at the Sugar House. So he had left uh, uh, Parks to go there, and of course, uh, he also works for Poker Night in America, and uh, they want to capitalize on the excitement and the interest in this. So. Uh, they decided to set up this heads-up match. Fifteen thousand uh, is the cost for each player, and the winner gets forty-five thousand. So I guess the, either the casino probably uh, chipping in a little bit to uh, make it go, and uh, we'll get a chance. Uh, commentating on it will be uh, Sean Deeb and uh, Doug Polk. So uh, should be very interesting, and, and it should be a lot of fun uh, uh, checking it out. But uh, they'll both start off with. Uh, I don't know how many chips are. I guess it's fairly deep so that they can have a pretty good match. But uh, 15K. Yeah, they're uh, going to start stacks, with the chips, yeah. right? Uh, they'll play best two out of three. Uh, blinds will be 75 and 150 to start. Uh, if any match uh, lasts two hours, they will play 150, 300 blinds till it's completed. Uh, Kate has actually been the favorite of people who have been betting on this. I don't know exactly where you can go to bet on it, but. Uh, I'm sure that they're taking action different places. And, of course, I know 
uh, Dentali has bet somebody 10,000 on himself. So uh, uh, there is some interest betting-wise. Kate is a, is a 135 favorite, so you got to lay uh, $135 to win 100. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's uh, I'm trying to figure out who it was that took the the bet on her. Uh, uh, I think it mentions it here somewhere. Oh, uh, Stoffmakers at Stoffmakers on Twitter is the name of the the fella, the Twitter user. Uh, anyway, that, w- that will be at Sugar House. So uh, they also ha- will be streaming uh, some of the cash games uh, this Friday and Saturday nights uh, from Sugar House. Uh, the 17th and 18th. So uh, check it out. Poker Night is a nice site. Uh, really has some pretty interesting stuff, and it should be some great matches. Uh, I'm not sure David Tuckman's going to be there or not. I know that Polk and Deeb will be doing the commentary. Uh, it's possible that Tuckman will be there to uh, also join him in the booth. So uh, we will be listening and uh, watching that. We'll talk a little bit about it next week. Should be some excitement. Uh, if there wasn't enough excitement just for the match and the back and forth and everybody weighing in on, on it, whether it's women or uh, Kate's friends or Dentali's enemies, which is more likely the case. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I don't think he's a, a very good player from what I've seen, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And uh, we know that she's had a real breakout year, but she has uh, you know, played some crazy stuff and, and gotten beaten at times. Uh, but something that added to some of the... Uh, the uh, Bad words include uh, Dan Bilzerian, who is a, a known player, who uh, some rich kid that uh, basically posts uh, all the women he sleeps with on Twitter oh, and I Facebook. Mean, I, He's I, pretty ridiculous. I actually had a customer who showed me those pictures uh, one day Ubering a poker player that I picked up coming to the Hard Rock, and you know, it's incredible, incredible. Uh <laughs> Amount of beautiful women that hang around this gentleman. He says he's made his uh, wealth, uh, extreme wealth, by playing poker cash games, uh, nosebleed type games. But a lot of people believe that he just got, uh, he was just uh, had a silver spoon in his mouth and got the money from his father. Daddy, yeah. Uh, but anyway, he kind of stirred things up by uh, tweeting to Kate Hall, um, I don't even know who you're playing, but I want to bet against you because you are a woman and women can't play poker. <laughs> so that's got everybody pretty pretty crazy. He has a Twitter account with 1.4 million followers. So uh, uh, I don't know exactly uh, where that stands, but we'll see what happens. Uh, and there's been a lot of back and forth on that. So uh, we'll see what happens. But 3.30, you can pick it up on the Poker Night in America site. Uh, PokerNight.com is uh, the place to go. Uh, check that out. And uh, maybe a little earlier in the week, you can see some great games. A lot of big-name players play in these matches uh, Tom Schneider is always there in his uh, loudmouth jacket, and, uh, and and always is a lot of fun. Will Fiella plays a lot of the time, and uh, Helmuth will play from time to time. Jennifer Tilly, a lot of big names. I don't know who's going to be there, there this weekend, but that's all throughout the weekend at the Sugar House in Philadelphia. You, you going to watch it? Uh, I'm, well, on Sunday, I'll be <laughs> uh, I'll be just about getting to work at that time. Yeah, I hear you. Anyway. Uh, that's kind of the excitement for the weekend, really. I mean, finishing up out in uh, in Sacramento is the WPT event. We'll see if we can get an update on the chip counts here uh, as we finish up the program tonight. But uh, always something to talk about in this game, and uh, whether it's contrived or uh, <laughs> a tournament with a great history that's uh, on there, we will uh, we will have to wait and see. But uh, st- looks like still five players remaining. 
Steve Tab, still the chip leader according to this, although they could be a little bit behind from time to time. Oh, no, they're down to three players. So it's, it has moved along. Uh, and let's see who got knocked out. Busquets must have been one of them. He was so short-stacked. Yeah, he was short-stacked. He is out. Uh, Steve Tab is still the chip leader, 5.5 million chips. And uh, Del Vecchio second? Yeah, Del Vecchio 4.8 million, so pretty close. Uh, Sorel Mizzi has 2.3 million still hanging in there. So John Hadley went out in fourth place, and uh, Busquets went out in fifth. So... They're finishing up out there, and then we'll have the results, of course, next week, and we'll get to that. But uh, I'm interested in seeing this thing this week. I will try to make it a point to uh, to watch it in between. Uh, I remember you texted golf me. You texted me when, when Stacy beat, uh, you know, William. Yeah, I, I actually didn't watch that. I, I, but somebody on, got to you because I remember time. I was at work when you texted me. You said, "Hey, Stacy yeah. took it down." Well, I follow all that stuff on Twitter, so. Uh, from time to time, I'll pick that up. Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's show. We appreciate you being with us. Uh, we will be back next week working on a couple of things. And, of course, uh, we'll be popping over to the Hard Rock to report on some of that and getting you some uh, live Well, you will for sure. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. Good luck with all, all your uh, efforts at the table. And, of course, Joe, as you sit in the main chair. And, and let me say the last thing before we go off the air here, sir, to my partner over here. In four days, I believe he'll, he'll be turning. He'll have another birthday. So I want to wish you a happy birthday before next week's show. Yeah. I made it to 58. 58. There you go. That's going to do it. Uh, Appreciate you being with us, and we'll catch you next week on another edition of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.